Welcome to Secondary, voices and topics from today's high school students. Hi, welcome back to Spooky or Not. I'm Lucas. Jaden will not be here today, so sorry about that. He will be here next episode, hopefully, though. Today's episode, we have, I always had to walk down the stairs slowly. So far, I mean, I don't know what to expect from this. It's very bland, the title. It doesn't give away anything. But let's, uh, let's get into it. 21 steps. That's how many steps there were from the bottom to the top. <clears throat> no more, no less. I know the number exactly because mother always made sure I tiptoed down the stairs gently. She told me that the monsters in the cupboard below might hear me if I was too loud. I lived with my mother and my sister. I lived with my mother and my sister and an auntie Cheryl. Our family isn't big. It was just us. They always told me that the family of three is a perfect size. And it rang true in our actions. We did everything together. We had a movie night every week. We were a true and happy family. And at least that we was before mother got sick. When I was six, I remember mother and Auntie Cheryl having a huge argument. I don't know what it was about, but I, I remember sitting at the top of the stairs, hearing them screaming at each other. This was before the quiet footsteps rule, yet even so, I still tread down this, the stairs lightly. I didn't want them to hear me, but I wanted to hear them. I heard something about Dad. He died when I was a baby. I heard something about Auntie Cheryl sleeping. <clears throat> I couldn't understand what was going on. The shouting was so loud that it, it, <clears throat> it, I, the, the shouting was so loud that it became white noise. It was, it was the same day that mother got sick. I always thought that the fighting with, this, with her sister is what caused it. Everyone deserved love from their family. Ever since that fight, she was practically bedridden. She would get up to the toilet, but besides that, she relied on me for everything. I had to stay upstairs that, that whole weekend. Auntie Cheryl never came, came up once to check on us. I hated her for it at first, but mother reminded me that this was not my fight. I still had a loving auntie, and I shouldn't let her fight. <coughs> I shouldn't let their fight affect how I see her. I didn't go downstairs at all until Sunday afternoon, when Auntie Cheryl arrived home in a wheelchair. She had gotten into an accident and broken both of her legs. She got into an accident and broken both of her legs. She had told me the fight had been playing on her and left her distracted, and that it was the final time she would let something get to her head. She seemed surprisingly okay for someone who had just lost the ability to walk, but Auntie Cheryl was just was always a jolly person. That same day, two rules were introduced to the household. First, I could no longer have friends over. Having a sick mother meant that she needed rest, not two kids running around the house. Second, I had to walk slowly down the stairs. Mother told me there was, there was monsters underneath. This thought made me sick to my stomach. She really drove it, it drove it into me. Auntie Cheryl agreed too. The monsters would get me if I were too loud on the stairs. Three years of this went by. Always, been, always being quiet on the stairs, never having friends around, around the house. Auntie Cheryl and mother never spoke to each other, not even once. One was stuck downstairs in, in their wheelchair 
the other stuck upstairs in their bed. I never knew for sure whether the lack of mobility drove them apart or whether they refused to talk after the fight. I found it best not to think about it. It became the new normal for me. I always had someone to talk to, whichever room I was in. It just changed depending on which floor I was on. <laughs> Every day, it would take me a whole minute to get up or down the stairs. I had to make sure that not so much as a creak came from those floorboards for, the, for fear of the monsters hearing me. I'd always count the steps one at, uh, one at a time, 21 steps. The number, of course, never changed, but it distracted me from the horrors below the stairs. I always tried to, to get Mother and Auntie Cheryl to talk, especially on Christmas. The most I've, I ever got was for one of them shouting, hello, to the other. There was no response. It made me sad, but I was still grateful to have such a loving household. I loved them both, and they loved me back. I loved them both, and they loved me back. They cared for me, and I cared for them where I could. I remember one night slowly going down the stairs in the middle of the night to get a glass of water. Mother was sleeping. As soon as I opened the kitchen door, I heard a loud bang coming from the living room. I thought it was a monster at first, before realizing it must be Auntie Cheryl, still awake. I walked into the living room through the darkness, and I saw a shadowy figure in the middle of the room. I froze in fear. It was much taller than I was. I knew that it must be of the monster. It seemed to look at me quickly as I reached for the light switch. It was not there once the darkness had left. I had scared it off. On the floor, however, in its place was Auntie Cheryl. She had fallen. I cried to her, terrified that the monster had tried to get her. If I wasn't here, he would have taken you, I cried. I saw him right there, right here, where you're lying. She calmed me down. She was always good at that. She assured me, she assured me that I, she had fallen and that nobody else was in the room. I helped her back into the, her chair. It was too late, though. I was determined to that I was determined that the monster had stopped playing by the rules. It was going to take it was going to take one of us. I just knew it. I had to do something secret, secretly over the over the next few days. I collected weapons, in quotations, weapons, or at least a kid's idea of weapons: a baseball bat, a torch, a biker's helmet, everything I thought I would need to kill this monster. At 2 a.m. When I knew Mother and Auntie Cheryl would both be sleeping, I snuck downstairs slowly, 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 one step at a time, all the way to 21, 21 steps. Once, once downstairs, I looked at the cupboard under the stairs. It was taller than me. It hadn't been opened in years. I knew that behind that this door was the monster. I turned the torch on, and before I could give it a second, I, second thought, I swung the door open. It was empty. The light filled every corner of the cupboard, yet it was only occupied with dust. I ran into the living room to check on Auntie Cheryl. It was empty. Her chair in the middle of the room with nobody sitting there. I had never seen an, a, the, the chair empty before. I ran upstairs in tears to tell Mother. The monster had gotten Auntie Cheryl, Mother. I was too late. She woke up confused, almost immediately turning to anger. You went downstairs without me knowing. What do you mean? I never I never tell you when I'm going downstairs. No, but she calmed down and changed her tone. Auntie Cheryl is staying at a friend's house tonight. She'll be back in the morning. She was very 
adamant about it about this. She brought me back to my bedroom and told me I was getting too worked up. She kissed me on the forehead and said goodnight. I knew she was lying, but I didn't know why. I was terrified. I thought the monster had somehow possessed my uh, possessed mother. I secretly called the police once I was sure mother was asleep. I told them that my auntie Cheryl was missing and that I think a monster had gotten her. They were confused, of course, but they knocked on the door. Half an hour later for questioning, mother was absolutely furious at me. She told me not to answer the door, that the monsters would get me. I followed my gut instinct and disobeyed. The police questioned my mother and I. They seemed concerned when I told them about the monster. I thought perhaps they had dealt with it before. Instead, they took, took me away from my mother. They told me it would be just for a few nights while they investigate. Mother is sick. She can't be left alone, especially not when, mo when, when the monster is there. They'd already got Auntie Cheryl. But they did it anyway. They insisted that my mother would be taken, taken care of if she needed care. I felt terrible. Mother was alone. It was all my fault. I shouldn't have gotten the police involved. I caused all of this. I never saw Auntie Cheryl again, but the police did find her body. It was in a lake nearby our house. They said that, based on her corpse, she had been dead for quite a few years. So it wasn't possible that I had ever spoken to her since I was sick. Six. So it wasn't possible that I, have, I had ever spoken to her s since I was six. They also asked if I knew anything about the trap door leading to the living room to, the, to mother's bedroom. I told them I did not. I only see my mother when I visit her in prison now. I live alone at my own place at night. I still walk down the stairs quietly to be sure the monster never gets me. And that's the end of the story. Now that was crazy. When they brought in like the monster aspect of it, I honestly was going to say not real, but now that the end of the story came and everything that had happened, that was insane. I mean, I didn't I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I started to suspect it at, like towards the end, but throughout the story, that's not what I was suspecting. So I I'll give it a certified real. I think this I think this could have actually happened. And definitely spooky i got spooked by it so certified spooky so this is the first certified spooky and certified real in a while but i'm uh, this story was great i mean in terms of like the story but i think i do think it, this could have happened maybe like the the kid was imagining his auntie cheryl the whole time but this is yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> but that was it for this episode. And thank you for listening. And, hoped, and I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, stay spooky. Thanks for listening to this episode of Secondary. If you're enjoying this content, share it with your family and friends. Spread the word. And thanks again for listening.